Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. Hallelujah. Let me run to the word on today. I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 19. We're just going to ask you to stand, even if you're in a virtual sanctuary, as we honor the word on today. And it reads, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say also that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. This is the word of God. And we honor it by saying amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Father, Ribandaba, I now stand before you, God. As a humble servant. None of me. But all of you God. Sanctify me and cleanse me. And make this word God not return. To you void. But let there be an accomplishment. In the entire universe. Save that one nearest hell. Turn the backslider to you God. And those who don't love you. Let them love you Jesus. Father I pray that this word will echo. In every bedroom in every living room in every oh God home all across the nation and God at the end of it you shall get the glory your name shall be exalted in the heavens and in the earth for I don't do it not by myself but because of your power and your glory so, Father, into your hands I commit this sermon now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Shall we just give God praise? Hallelujah. 
by way of sermon title, Built to Last. By way of homiletics, three points. Point number one, what do you think about Jesus? Point number two, what will your answer be? Point number three, you have the power. By way of introduction, the church of Jesus Christ is one of the most important institutions in the universe. The church known as the Ecclesia is not only important, but it serves a vital purpose in the earth realm. It's not just a place where a body of believers assembly, but it is the invisible and universal church united in Christ. Everyone in the in the invisible, sorry, everyone in the invisible universe church is a true believer. But such is not necessarily the case with visible and local churches. It is said that after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his followers went forth according to his mandate to preach the gospel and developed facilities for those who were converted. The physical building facilitate the fellowship, worship, and ministry of God's people. However, the physical building is not the church. Quintessentially, the church consists of God's people, and it is the assembly of believers in Jesus Christ, whose foundation is Jesus Christ himself. Upon this premise, we can be resolved to know that the church of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is built to last. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am built to last. Come on somebody, high five your neighbor across your virtual sanctuary and tell them, I am built to last. Come on, throw up some emoji and say, I am built to last. Tell somebody, I am built to last. I am built to last. Allow me to give you a brief synopsis of the text, the book of Matthew. So Peter's confession is introduced to us at a very pivotal point in the text. In the preceding chapters, Matthew introduced the, the following. The genealogy of Jesus the birth of Jesus, the introduction and ministry of John the Baptist, the cleansing of the leper, the healing on the Sabbath, various parables such as the parable of the sower, the parable of the wedding garment, and the parable of the lost coin. He introduced John beheaded, the feeding of the 5,000, and Jesus Christ walking on the water. And now in Matthew chapter 6, we are now brought to the apex of the message in Matthew chapter 16. And the first question I would like to pose to this body is, what do you think about Jesus? Upon approaching the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples the question, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? This is a very important and interesting question because it reveals your opinion of who you think Jesus Christ is. 
So just like some religious organization today who believes he was just a prophet. Some say a good person. For some he's just a miracle worker. And some are still waiting for the Messiah. However, may I implore you that your perception of Jesus will determine the status of your faith. Your perception of Jesus is very important to your faith. Your perception of Jesus will determine the depth of your Christian walk. Jesus was about to reveal himself to them but he wanted them to express the mistaken views which were widespread concerning his person and office and to lead them to the more important inquiry. What opinion they themselves held touching this momentous mystery. Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Quem din contimenes esse filome omenes in the Vulgate? Who do men say that I am? But why is Jesus asking them this question? He wanted to know if they really knew who he was. Did they really knew him or did they just know about him? Adonai ministries, do you really know Jesus? Or do you uh, just uh, uh, believe certain things about him? Are you like the Jews still waiting for the Messiah to come? Or do you really know him this afternoon? You see, there to this question will reveal how well they know him. You see, people can be in your midst. They can be around you. They can eat with you. They can drink with you. They can have communion and fellowship with you. They can see you at your best work and at your best state, but they can still not know who you are. Some people can hang with you for a very long time and they think that they know you. They think that they have figured out everything about you. Oh, but not so. And so the twelve was walking with Jesus and Jesus wanted to know if their opinion about him matched the opinion of the status quo of the day. And he says, oh, do you say that I, the son of man, am? Who do you think that I am? I've been with you for a very long time and I need to know if you really know who you're walking with I really need to know if you know who you're eating with if you really know who you're drinking with do you really know who you're hanging out with Adonai, do you know who you're hanging out with this afternoon do you really know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so when Jesus asked the question it's not a rhetorical question Jesus is looking for an answer 
And when you go to verse 14, he says, Some said, uh, John the Baptist, and some Elijah, and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. You see, John came to pave the way, but John wasn't the Messiah. John was called the prophet of the highest. And when John saw him coming on the river Jordan, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world, whose latchet on his shoulder I'm not able to loose. Oh, but John was a forerunner. John came to pave the way. But John the Baptist ah, wasn't the Messiah because John says, Ah, he baptized with water, but there comes one mightier than me that will baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see, John could have immersed him in water, but John can't put Holy Ghost and fire upon you because after you're immersed in water baptism, you got to go a little bit deeper because you're gonna need the Holy Ghost and the fire. Some say Elias. Uh, some know him as Elijah. Who was taken up into heaven uh, in a whirlwind. Elijah was uh, one of the prophets that never died. And so we know that Malachi, uh, took Malachi 4, 5, spoke about uh, Elijah coming back, returning before the apostles of the Messiah uh, and they thought that it must have been the same Elijah who's supposed to return oh, before the appearance of the Messiah but he wasn't Elijah yes Elijah did not face that and yes Elijah called fire out of heaven and yes Elijah shut up heaven and yes Elijah opened the heavens that it rained and yes Elijah was a miracle worker but Elijah wasn't Jesus Christ Elijah wasn't the Messiah some say he's Jeremiah some opined that he was Jeremiah who was expected to come as a precursor to the Messiah you see they viewed him as one of the prophets one celebrated prophets or they call it antiquity revived uh, restored to life again to prepare the way of the great consummation this is how the Jewish people saw him as a wonder worker as a miracle worker as an antiquity coming back Ah, but they didn't see him as the Messiah you see the four popular opinions mentioned show two facts that Jesus had a high reputation among his contemporaries and that he was by none at this time regarded as the Messiah. They saw him at the die as a wonder worker but not as the Messiah. See, as great as the aforementioned prophets were, there was something vital missing. As great as they were, there was something that Elijah couldn't do. There was something that Jeremiah couldn't do. 
there was something that even though they worked miracles ah, there was something vital that was missing because as great as they were they could not redeem mankind you see we the human race needed something that was greater than profit um, working a miracle and shutting and closing heaven uh, you see the, the human race uh, needed something more powerful uh, than mysteries uh, because you see when you see the mysteries uh, when you live through the mysteries uh, you still don't have eternal life uh, when you see everything happen in the Old Testament water flowing from rocks uh, when you see the Red Sea parted in two oh yeah when you see angels come down and slay men oh good God Almighty and though angels came down in a type of theophany to talk with mankind there was still something missing because you see miracles can't wash away sins miracles can't have you uh, to obtain eternal life miracles can't allow you uh, to get into the pearly gates miracles can't allow you uh, to get into heaven we needed something uh, greater oh somebody said greater man needs something greater when Adam messes us up miracle can't restore us when Adam messes us up in the garden we need something greater than Adam greater than Elijah greater than Jeremiah we need something greater greater somebody said greater I need something greater I need something greater I have been in the den of sin I have been too far far in sin I need something I need something something to wash away my sins and I know only one thing can one thing only one thing and only one person only one person and so they didn't see him as the Messiah and what does this mean let me explain what Messiah means you see Messiah means anointed one this refers to Jesus' role as a spiritual deliverer, setting us free from sin and death. It's only the redemptive power through the Messiah that can give us eternal life. You see, they omitted the very purpose why he came. They didn't realize that, you see, miracles uh, was a part of the package, but he didn't just come to perform a whole bunch of miracles uh, he came to uh, to fulfill purpose and they forgot to mention they forgot to call 
falling out. You see, because they were too acquainted and they were expecting him to come in a different kind of way. So when he came unexpectedly, they couldn't see him in his rightful place. They couldn't see him as Jesus Christ. Couldn't see him as the savior of the world. Couldn't see him who come to give man salvation, saving us from the consequences of our sin. So you see, familiarity made them demoted the king of glory. But you see, you can see him how you want to see him. But what he is doesn't change. You can see me how you want to see me. Some of you can hate me. You can say all manner of evil against me. Oh, but some things don't change. Because you see, sometimes a person's perception don't matter. And some of you need to free yourself from people's opinion. Some of you open your ears to too much hearsay. What people have to say. Who cares what they have to say. Just worship God. Love God like you're losing your mind. And keep it moving. If you weren't important, they wouldn't be talking about you. But while they're having conversation, he says, he allow me to prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. He anointed my head with oil. My cup running over for surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days every day Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday every day every day every day talk keep on talking talk keep on talking ah some of you need to say i know the purpose on my life and opinion can't change purpose because you got to know how to set your face like flint and say i come in the earth to serve the most i could and i'm gonna do it in excellency keep on talking while you're talking i'm thriving i'm surviving i'm moving forward i'm elevating have your conversation you can call me anything but one thing i know know my purpose know my purpose know my purpose i know my purpose somebody need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I know who I am. So Jesus says, 
which is my second point. What will your answer be? Jesus heard their stories. Yes, and he's, he's listening. Jesus is listening. And then he turned to them and he says, but who do you, you, who do you say that I am? Who, 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 who do you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the naysayers. I, I have pity on them. But you who have been with me, you have seen the miracles. You walk on the water. You mute the man. You cleanse the leper. You heal the Peter's mother-in-law. Yeah, the blind receive their sight. The deaf receive hearing. You saw how I walked on the water. How I raised Lazarus from the dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They have a relationship with him. But Jesus want to know. Yeah, it's a momentous inquiry. Upon which hung the foundation of the Christian church. You see, their knowledge of his real nature was tested. Jesus says, who do you, who do you, who do you, what's your opinion? What do you think about Jesus? What do you think about Jesus? What do you have to say about Jesus? What's your opinion of Jesus? Are you like the Muslims? Are you like the Buddhas? Are you like those who are Hindus? Who are you? Are you an atheist? What's your opinion? Are you like the world? Do you think like a sinner? Are you a born again? Blood rust believer whose resolve that you know who Jesus is. What's your answer? What's your answer? What's your answer? Do you really know him? You see, people who know Jesus spend time with Jesus. People who know Jesus, uh, don't, you don't force them to come to church. People who know Jesus, you don't force them to tithe. People who know Jesus love kingdom. They love everything about kingdom. They want to advance the kingdom. Ah, there's something that is deep inside of their soul. That's every now and then. They feel like they can't get enough. Oh, Kandalaba. They just feel him on the inside. And every day it gets sweeter than the day before. It gets better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do I have any Jesus lover in the Zoom? Do I have any Jesus lover on the Facebook? Do I have a Jesus lover on the YouTube? Do I have anyone that really know him? You spend some time with him. You pray to him. You worship him. You adore him. You magnify him. You walk with him. You talk with him. You do everything with him. You can't live without him. 
You can't move without him. You can't do nothing unless he's in it. Unless he's in your midst. Oh, good God Almighty. Something deep inside of you. Something. Songwriter says something in my heart like a stream running down. It makes me feel so happy, as happy as can be. When I think of Jesus and what he has done for me, there's something in my heart. Something in my heart, Adonai. Something in my heart. Oh, Jeremiah says, it feels like a fire. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. In my bones. Jesus. How do you view him? So he asked the question. And when he asked the question, everybody else remained quiet. Because maybe they're trying to figure out why is he asking us this? But you see, if you want to know something, ask about it. Don't have no opinion. Just be direct. And so Jesus said, Jesus asked him directly, who do you say? Who do you say that I, the son of man, am? I want to hear it. And Peter, who was impetuous, he jumped up. He said, pick me, Jesus. I know the answer. You see, Peter always get it wrong. Peter was impetuous. He's the one that chopped off the man's ears. He's the one who said, God, I want to sit on the right side somewhere in heaven. He's the one that says, God, Jesus, I'm not going to betray you. Jesus is when the cock crow three times. You're going to betray me. He's the one that says, I want to go here and there with you. But this one time, sometimes we don't get it right all the time. But sometimes there's a one time. There's a one time. And the one time, Peter, get it right. It's the best time. Peter, jump up. And he says, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. It's a powerful confession. It's a powerful confession. Adonai, can I retract and let you know that it was a Peter's opinion. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to Peter. What makes it more the merrier is that it was a Peter. It was a Peter that answered, but it was the Holy Ghost in Peter that makes the answer. So when the Holy Ghost answer anything, it is right. It cannot be wrong. So the Holy Ghost move upon Peter and say, you're the Christ. The world can call you anything. Look how, let me go deeper. Look how good the Holy Ghost is. Ah, uh, you see, the three are one. They're co-existent. They're co-eternal. And they're co-equal. And he said, you see, man, I sent my only begotten son to the earth. And they've gotten it twisted. So just in case, Peter, and I said, I think that man was going to answer something to mess up the 11. Holy Ghost came upon him. 
and said, Peter, you don't answer. I'm going to let, I'm going to answer through you. I'm going to answer for you. I'm going to answer with you. Because you see, you might mix it up. And this is a profound announcement. It's not any announcement. This announcement is the announcement of announcement. Because man don't realize that without this announcement, we are doomed. Holy Ghost now, stand up strong on Peter. And Peter says, you are the Christ. Christ. Christos. Jesus Christ. Yeshua. The salvation personnel. The salvation specialist. You are Yeshua. You are Jesus. Christos. The anointed one. Coming in the earth. To do something. That the earth. Never see. And yes. Satan is trying to mess up the process. That's why the Jews never believe. Pharisees never believe. Sadducees never believe. Scribes never believe. But I'm so glad that I'm a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. Because you see the Gentile realize that a greater than Elijah. Greater than Jeremiah. Greater than a miracle worker. A greater is in the earth. Step in the earth. Step in the earth to lose up of wickedness step in the earth to correct what Adam messed up step in the earth step in the earth to join us joint ears with him step in the earth to move us into eternity step in the earth to correct Step in the earth to mash up Satan kingdom. Step in the earth to kill principalities. Step in the earth to disarm powers. This is not Elijah, not Jeremiah. It's the king of kings. The Lord of Lord, the conquering lion from the tribe of Judah. It's not. The prophets is greater. Is greater. Is greater. Greater. He's the Messiah. King of kings. Lord of lords. The conquering lion. From the tribe of Judah. He is the redeemer. Deliverer. Omnipresent. Omniscient, omnipotent, immortal, invisible, the first, the last, the beginning, the end. He's the same yesterday, today, 
forever. He is supreme. Transcends time. You see, the world couldn't understand him. Armies cannot defeat him. The schools can't explain him. Leaders can't ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. Nero couldn't crush him. And the grave couldn't hold him. He's God. 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 The Almighty. The Almighty. The Almighty. Son of Man. Son of God. That's who my Jesus. That's who he is. That's who he is, world. That's who we're talking about. When you can come into an understanding of that, nothing can mess with you. So after he said that, ah, Peter said that, he let him know that it was the Holy Spirit. For he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. But just notice that after the revelation come, he said something quite profound. You see, after they realize who he is, because you first have to accept who he is before you can have authority and power in the earth. Don't think you can come and don't want to accept Jesus and you're going to work. You're going to be able to function. After a while, it won't work. But he says, you see, Peter, this revelation come by way of the Holy Ghost. And then he looked at Peter. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. You see, Hades means hell. It's the reign of the dead, a gloomy and desolate place. It's a place that admits the soul of men, but open not for them to exit. You see, gates represent the evil design plans by the powers of hell to overthrow the church. The wiles and the machination of the devil and his angels and it's also the realm of Satan. That's Hades. So simply put, God is saying that neither the power of death nor the power of the devil shall prevail against it. When Jesus spoke of the church, he was not speaking of the building. He was speaking of the saints. In other words, Jesus is saying that the church is built on the revelation of Jesus. Jesus is the rock and the chief cornerstone. The church was not built on Peter. But what was the revelation? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
That's the foundation of the church built on truth. Jesus is the rock. P, the name is the Greek, is Petros, small stone, but Jesus is the massive builder. In the Greek, Petra, upon whom the church is built. Why rock upon? He didn't say sand. He did not say dirt. No water. But upon the rock. You see, rock means stability. It means firmness. And it means dependability. You see, the foundation of the church is built on the revelation. And I want to go deeper. You see, before, when Adam was in the earth, Adam failed. So this time, God says, I can't depend on man. So I'm going to send myself. So he sent Jesus in the earth. So he knows this time, if Jesus is the head cornerstone, no weapon that is formed against the church shall be able to prosper. Adonai Ministries, I come to announce to you that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper because we are the church and because we're the church Jesus Christ is the head of our life so sometimes people wonder how Adonai is still going because you see some people had it twisted the church is not built on the Mackenzie's it's built on Jesus Jesus is the head cornerstone for Adonai ministries so you have not seen nothing yet because Jesus is getting ready to move in this church okay Adonai Fasten your seatbelt. Ready, get ready. Get ready, Adonai. You're built to last. There's an anointing coming for you, Adonai Ministries. Yes. After you suffered a while, it's reward time. I come to announce to somebody in the virtual sanctuary that it's your time now. Your time now. Your time now. So after he said that to him, he said, listen, I'm going to give you this authority. So after the announcement is made, there is authority. So he didn't just make the revelation and leave them alone. That's why sometimes in the church, we don't understand the authority we have. After the revelation is made, he said, Peter, ah, yes, yes, yes. I told you the truth behind this supernatural structure. 
that you're going to be a part of the 12 that in Acts 2 Holy Ghost is going to come on you you saying Peter going to preach and 3,000 souls will be saved and you're going to move in the earth like you never moved before because this is not a natural structure it's a supernatural structure that many people can't understand and he says Peter I just don't want you to know the revelation but I want to give you authority because you see if you're going to do this in the earth you're going to need power and you're going to need authority you see some people walk up and down in the universe as a believer not realizing that they have power and they have authority. You see, but you see, every now and then you meet somebody who know that they got power and they got authority. How do you know that? Because Jesus said to him, listen to this, whatever you bind on earth, it's bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth, it's what? Loose in heaven. You see, the Greek word pronounced for binding is deo. Right? It means to tie or to bound. Right? The Greek word for loose is loho. L-O-O-H. L-O-O-O-O-H. Three O's. You know what that means? It means to melt. To break up. That's power and that's authority. So Jesus is saying, listen, uh, 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 a greater than Adam is the master of this superstructure. But because you are now connected to the massive stone, the rock, the bataba, we are Petros. We are small stones like Peter. But we're connected to the massive rock, Jesus. So you see, as long as Petros is attached to Petra, he says, he says, Peter, guess what? This dispensation, I know the kingdom of darkness is getting ready to try again. Just like in the days of Adam. So I'm going to release this authority. I want you to know, Peter, that you got power and you have authority. So you see, when you see demons moving in the earth, Mandaba, you got the power to veto them. It means to disallow them. Because we have given you power and we're giving you authority. So you see, when they're coming after your family, just open up your sanctified mouth and just begin to bind them up. Just begin to speak against them. You got the license to speak over your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. You got to look at your family and everything in your family that is not going right. You got to say, I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I prohibit you to operate by the power of the almighty God. And everything that's been there too long that shouldn't have been there open up your sanctified mouth and says I melt you in the mighty name of Jesus open up your mouth and say go 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 out out of my life out come out come out come out 
Come out. Come out. 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 Get off my children. Get off my husband. Get off my finances. Get off my health. Get off my mind. Get off my spirit. Out. 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 I command you. Satan. In the name of the Lord. Drop your weapons. 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 Stand down. Stand down. Stand down. I command you by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the authority of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come out of this church. Out. 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 Come out. Come out of Zion. Come out of Zion. Come out of Zion. Get off God's people. Get off God's people. By the power of the Holy Ghost. This church shall grow exponentially. I call people from the east, the west, the north, the south. I command the heavens to open over our finance. I command job promotion. I command good health, signs, wonders, miracles. I command that this Adonai, this, this is your breakthrough moment. Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple to bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adoniministries.ca, to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one, six, four, seven, eight, eight, two, nine, seven, zero, eight right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives for the kingdom of God.